are listening to a Hive Talk Live stinger. Buzz Buzz. Welcome in, Hornets fans. You are listening to Hive Talk Live here on AtTheHive.com. This is our uh, Charlotte all-time team selections. Uh, This time we're doing the center position. We uh, only have this and the wild card selections left. I'm Doug Branson, joined in studio in the Gittimer.com studios in BEAU, beautiful uptown Charlotte, by my co-host, David Walker. David, welcome in. Doug, great to be here. We're coming down the home stretch here. That's right. It's been a long road. Uh, and we've had a lot of fun, honestly. Long, like just, uh, but a good stroll down memory lane. Right, exactly. It gives you a chance to kind of talk about the history of the franchise, both Hornets and Bobcats, in, in a fun way, in a little bit of a competitive way where, where we're comparing our selections to one another. And now we have the center position. And I'll tell you, our selections really highlight the strategy that we've taken individually to compile our teams. I think with my heart... And you, what's your strategy? I, I am trying to pick the best team. Right. What do you What do you want? Well, I, I want I want to win. I want winners. Exactly. <laughs> Mike Singletary. Right. Hello. You play to win the game. Why else? I mean, that's exactly right. <laughs> Thank you, Herman uh, Edwards. I mean, you, look. You know what's funny about the the NFL? So many more. Uh, amazing sound bites than the NBA provides. Press conferences, are, there's no contest. There's really no contest, except for like Phil, to me, Phil Jackson is the one guy, and Doc Rivers. Phil well, Jackson, Doc they're Rivers. They're just different. I mean, of course, you have your pops and your uh, pops. Funny for the opposite yeah, reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your Doc Rivers, but I none, think football. You know why? And what's interesting? I just I just thought of a point, but then I kind of kind of contradicted myself because I was going to say that the NBA season is eighty two games, mm-hmm. whereas there's so much intensity around a sixteen game season. Yet in baseball, they have what a hundred ninety seven thousand games, and and baseball managers may be the craziest of them all. Yeah, that's a different kind of crazy. Too. So again, I love when I think of a thought and then immediately uh, contradict myself. So, so anyway, basketball. <laughs> all right, centers. Uh, let's talk about our picks for the center position, the Hornets all-time team here. We agreed again on the first team selections. We both went with Alonzo Mourning. Uh, 21 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks his rookie year. He joins Larry Johnson as guys that came on and, and broke out immediately for the Charlotte Hornets. Just dominant. I mean, he was probably the most dominant player in Charlotte Hornets history. Yeah, you look at those. and imagine, Look at those, 21, 10, and... Didn't make the All Star team that first that first rookie season. Crazy. Of course, back then the center position was was actually Pretty a position stacked. was actually a position, there you go. <laughs> and had a lot more players doing you know doing well in that slot. You know, you had real centers doing doing a lot of good things. So understandable. But from then on, I mean, he was on a roll. And yeah, but right out of the gate, twenty one and ten, lock it in. I mean, I mean, go ahead and pencil it in for those first three years every year. I mean, that was that was incredible to see. And with Larry Johnson provided that one-two punch that not many teams at that time could have, and certainly Charlotte had never seen anything like that, and, you know, hit one of, no, hit the most memorable shot in the history of the franchise. You know, it's interesting because you mentioned locked in 20 and 10. That's what I always talk about when I try to defend Al Jefferson, is that if you live through the Bobcats years, in in the bad years, in the bad times, you would have killed for a 20 and 10 guy. And you look at even Al Jefferson's, had a, didn't have a great year last year, but still the P, PER numbers were good. He was twenty and ten. That's you don't you don't just go out and get that. 
I mean, 20 and 10. It's a real thing. And even more so now, but yeah. But so again, I mean, you look back at a guy like Zoe and was able to provide the Hornets that year after year. But just looking beyond the stats, he gave the Hornets their first signature moment. 103, 102, Boston. Charlotte out of timeout. Here's Morning, the shot. Alonzo Morning, game over, buzzer beater. That was the uh, first playoff series victory Incredible. for the Charlotte Hornets. And they had a the crazy fan base back then anyway. Oh, it was rabid. Funny story about that one. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, was ball boy during that game. Nice. That somehow worked it out. Of course, no one knew the game was going to end up like that, but it was a playoff game. Uh, and as soon as that shot went in, you know, everybody swarms and there's a dog pile right at the, at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. He's in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my buddy Eric just runs in there and, and he jumps on the dog, a, a ball boy, you know. But why not? Crazy. It was and, so and it's insane. First round playoff series, and that's probably the the still, you know, even though the Panthers are here. I mean, I would say that that's still going to challenge anything from a pro- professional sports point of view for this city. I mean, I, it's the, in every the Panthers have been in the Super Bowl, so that that's definitely a big deal. But that shot. I don't know. That's tough to beat for me. That shot, maybe like Steve Smith's ex-clown yeah. play yep. against St. Louis yep. in the playoffs. Yeah, that that play with Alonzo always makes the Hornets history supercuts. It's <laughs> yeah. been an hour. It's been an hour intro. I believe it was in our year two intro. Uh, that that highlight is greatest play call. I think. I, I don't. I can't think of a Panthers play call. Uh, fullback dive. What fullback dive? You think that's better than than Steve Martin's? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. No, I'm saying Drew the call, the actual call. Game over. Like to me, that's love. Steve Martin. Hope he gets to make a call like that on the radio. Oh, it's legendary, year. legendary, and and part of Hornets lore and, and the city of Charlotte, like you said. So I mean, that putting Zoe first team on this it's all easy. franchise. It's the it's easiest easy. decision in this whole process. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get to – we had a big difference here. <laughs> Even though we should note that, uh-huh. you know, it's crazy. First three years in Charlotte, but he's really a Heat guy. I mean, he's a Miami guy at this point. He's, Unfortunately. You know, yeah, I mean – But he is a Hall of Famer, so Hall Charlotte Famer. can but – he, But he would wear a Heat jersey in the Hall uh, of Fame. I think so, and still very much involved in that in that team. And that's a tough thing when you look back at that yeah. Zoe – uh, LJ Muggsy, it's sort of the bittersweet part of it that LJ is part of the Knicks organization. Zoe very much involved in the Heat organization. Muggsy's still with us, thank goodness. And that's why I put Muggsy in, and you didn't, and I don't understand that. It's crazy. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> All right, let's get to our second team selections. Well, I, I, I have my teams for a purpose <laughs> as we've gone over. There's, there's a purpose. I want winners. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about our second team selections here. Uh, you went with, I think, an obvious selection here, Big Al Jefferson. Big Al Jefferson. I mean, a guy who really filled a similar role for the Bobcats, I think, that guys like Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning did. Not in a marquee way, but the first guy the first guy that the Bobcats slash New Hornets had that was a legit threat. You had to guard against him every night. You knew what you were going to get 20 and 10 when he's healthy and delivered. Um, Zoe just had the defense right? to go along right. with it. Right, Zoe Big had Al the defense. Does. Big Al has uh, 
you know, he's the professor of the low post, mm-hmm. um, had a rough year last year, but that first year was as good as any single season. I think you could put it up there across the franchise, really certainly for the Bobcats Hornets era, the best I think that we've seen from an individual player, uh, help get that team to the playoffs. So, you know, it's been a short stint here for Al, and I know that he'll want to have a better a bounce back season next year. Cho said he'd lost a few pounds. Yeah, yeah. So fingers uh, and crossed, he, and he's going to be motivated. Um, Contract which, year. Yeah, which I, and not to say that he, he, you know, he wasn't last year, but I really think that injury at the end of that first year in the playoffs held him back, hurt him, and just contributed to the slow start last year. But his performance while he's been here has been has been awesome. He's taken some heat. You know, who hasn't, I guess, for some of the lack of success that this team's had. But he's been everything they signed on for. This is going to be tough for me. My second team selection, very emotional, uh, Bismack Biombo. Anyone who listens to this show knows how I feel about Bismack. I was very sad to see him go. And, and I picked him as my second team selection over Big Al Jefferson because of what Biz meant to this franchise first of all he was one of the most stand-up individuals that this franchise has ever had but apart from that um he had he he cut out a role for himself with the fan base he was a guy who the fans always wanted to see do well when he did well when he made shots fans lost their mind. Now, it may have been a little bit ironic or or what would you say, like ironic sort of cheering, uh, cynical cheering, but it was cheering nonetheless. Sarcastic. A little bit sarcastic, (laughs) yeah. But, you know, I remember the the stretches that he had during Big Al's injury when he he had some double-doubles, which was amazing for for Bismack. And, and, And fans lost their mind. They loved it. Yeah, you know what I like about Biz and, and and have from the very beginning, he was always one of the hardest workers on the team, if not the hardest worker mm-hmm. that they had from day one. And, and a lot of that went back to they knew he was going to be a project mm-hmm. when they traded, uh, when they made moves to to draft him and and Kimba uh, with that first draft from Rich Cho. And they knew he was going to be somewhat of a project, and he was. Uh, you know, has still to this day has trouble at times catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but has certainly gotten. I mean, it, it's leaps and bounds from from when it when he came into to the to the league, and he's still got a ways to go. He'll probably never be a legitimate offensive threat in the league. But hey, I mean, how old is he? He's still what twenty? What are we gonna say? Now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's pick in his a, early twenties. Pick a number. He's in his early twenties. Um. Well, here. Okay, I've got some stats here. Hit I me. did. I did compile some stats to defend my argument. Okay. He is top five all-time Charlotte history in rebound percentage mm. and blocks per game. He also finished above Zoe in block percentage. He's like 5.8, and Zoe is 5.7. So it's only a tenth of a point. <laughs> These are deep cuts, Doug. I'm going to- <laughs> <laughs> These are deep cuts. I said, I said deep cuts. <laughs> um, yeah, but I had to get something. I mean, I know I'm not going to look at like you know, he, he didn't start. You're not going to look at like yeah. actual. I'm not going to look at like actual stats. I got to go. I got to go deep. All right. Honorable mention time. 
Uh, I put Eldon Campbell down. He spent four years with the Hornets. It's pretty impressive. Like you don't think of Eldon Campbell as a was legit. Guy. Was legit in Charlotte. Um, I have a uh, one of my prized possessions. I don't know if it's in the studio. I may actually maybe home because it's that prized. Easy Eldon Campbell is an Eldon Campbell beanie baby that I got the final regular season home game mm. of the first Charlotte Hornets franchise. That's special. It is. It's emotional. That's special. Uh, still have it. And yeah, Eldon Campbell was, uh, again, statistically not, you know, a force, but Solid. he solidified the middle of the floor. Uh, and then Vladi Divac could be mentioned in here. Um, but he was, it's interesting, Vladi Divac, he's more, I think he's more infamous for being part of the Kobe yeah. deal, unfortunately. But you he know, played well while he was here. And he allowed, again, he allowed Derek Coleman uh, to move into a more comfortable position. Played played great here. You know, it was yeah. a, was a, was one of the main cogs uh, for that Charlotte Hornets team. It's funny, there's a, there's an article in Sports Illustrated about Seth Curry uh, being signed on to the Kings. Mm -hmm. And Vladi remembers, of course, seeing he and, and Dell and Steph shooting at those Charlotte Hornets practices way back in the day. Um, Interesting. And, 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 you know, claims that was he saw something in him or or liked what he saw even even that young but yeah Vladi was it was it was a real piece here um a guy that I looked at of that I you know thought about was Emeka Okafor who played some power forward and center um he was the attempt of the Bobcats to to get a franchise player yeah, yeah. that was the Dwight Howard draft right of course it was and yes. Derek Rose yes. missed out on both of those guys yeah so he was a little representative of the of the players that the Bobcats franchise missed out on. Yeah, exactly. They made um, billboards of Emeka Okafor. Okafor and, and O4. Live up to it. Okafor and O4. They just he just couldn't a workhorse. I mean, I, I would classify him as a workhorse, you know. I mean, strong uh on the national championship. Won the national championship with UConn. Solid guy, great mm -hmm. leader, um just a little bit limited, I think. Um from maybe a maybe a scoring standpoint, but I mean, well, because he did he didn't have the size yeah. to dominate offensively down low, and he didn't have the skill uh, necessary to, uh, you know, not have to depend on right. scoring down low. Double double guy. I mean, dependable double double guy, which is legit, but just couldn't know, break out. Just couldn't just couldn't break out. And um, that's like it? Armin Gilliam. I mean, you're kind of going all the way back. I mean, that was the same story for Armin Gilliam. It was drafted by Phoenix at uh, two overall. And, you know, you look at his numbers, you go, man, he was like a 1910 guy. What the heck? Like, why is he not more highly regarded? It's because he was drafted two overall and people expected him to score, you know, 21 and be able to play defense and, you know, all these different things that factor into a guy's legacy. Right. Any other guys come to mind? Kwame? <laughs> Get out of here. Kwame had a cup of coffee here. Um <laughs> You know, Tyson Chandler, you rarely ever talk about Tyson Chandler. Well, he's in that squad of odd. He's in that like list of guys who've played, who've who've come through Charlotte. And and, and, and was not the Tyson Chandler no, that was limited by yeah, injuries. Yeah. And yeah. No, I, you know, the center position has some some uh, uh, marked talent, but it's not I don't know if it's a very deep position for the Hornets. No, I don't think so. I mean, they've they've tried to fill it over the years. I, that's why Al Jefferson was honestly such a such an easy selection for me as that second team because once you get past Zoe and and a couple of, of other early guys, I mean, it's a pretty significant drop off. And and Al's such a dominant force that that he's you know he's a legit 
center and, and low post score in the NBA today. And the game is changing. Who knows if Zoe would even be as dominant in today's NBA. Although I will say, going back uh, real quickly to that uh, buzzer beater that he had in that first Hornets playoff series victory, it was a college three that he hit. <laughs> so that's interesting. The shot that he took uh, you know, way up at the top of the key. Um, all I mean, had he taken one step back, it would have been a three-pointer. Right. Uh, so we'll leave it at that. Zoe and Biz for me in the center position. Zoe and Big Al. We want to know what your all-time center, uh, all-time Charlotte center is. Leave us a comment in this post or tweet us at Hive Talk Live. Hey, we're back live now. We're back on the air. We had a great show Tuesday, uh, and we expect to have another great show next Tuesday. So check us out, 6 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday now. We're back on our regular season schedule. We're also going to be introducing a Saturday show more information on that very soon. Again, follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live, Facebook.com forward slash Hive Talk Live, Instagram, Snapchat. We're on it all. David, this has been fun. We've got one more to go. Wild card. Wild card scenario, Doug. Preseason games, I believe October 3rd. It's right around the corner. It's amazing. I just talked to producer Katie about it the other day. It's amazing how quickly it sneaks up on you. Uh, and we, the Hornets have two home preseason games, the 17th and 19th against the Knicks and the Bulls. So those should be fun as well. It's exciting times, my friend. Regardless of what happens, I think we can all agree the time is almost here when we can stop debating the moves or the non-moves <sighs> that were made and we can just Thank God. see what happens. Hey, speaking of that, you should go check out our scouting videos, our summer video breakdown series on at thehive.com. Check it out. Uh, Frank, Lynn, all of the newcomers, Batum's on there. So check those out. David, you've had a couple release now. So, Yeah, give you a good idea of what we may see come October 3rd and moving into the season. Hopefully some good stuff. Until then, Hornets fans, uh, this is Doug for David and producer Katie. We'll see you next time. Let's warm, Charlotte. Mm-hmm.